Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Welcome into another edition of Maddie and the Caddy. And I'm not doing the normal startup because right now, live on the podcast, Caddy is about to hit a tee shot. I am um, on the 16th hole of Ozarks National. A course. This is the course that Phil Mickelson won his very first champ PGA Tour Champions event on. And okay. I'm not playing as good as Phil, but here we go. Tee shot on 16 into a beautiful setting sun. A little bit of wind into um, Daddy's driver has not been performing very well. Let's see right here. Oh, that was a better one. That sounded good. Little butter cut down, down the right side, cutting back and should be in the fairway on the left. We should see, but yeah, not bad. That this sounded- place is, thanks, man. It's, it's, um, this whole area here is amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're near, you ever see the, you ever see Ozark on Netflix? Don't offend me. Of course I've seen it. I know. Well, I'm just checking, you know, and f- for the listeners to the program, it is just like you see in Netflix, man. It is mountains and woods and not a lot out here. And as a comedian, we're not far from Branson, yeah, Missouri. And I'll never forget as a comedian, you know, we're always thinking about how, how can we do something to have staying power and make good money? Yakov Smirnov, the, <laughs> the Russian comedian, is out here still. He's been out here for like 30. He should be 128 years old. And I bet he's, he's still, still cleaning up, too. Oh, I'm sure of it. And by now, I was telling my buddies who I rode over here with, this dude shouldn't even have a Russian accent by now because he's been in the United States for so long. So... But he's still here, Branson. Still, I guess, probably still on the man, cleaning up. Now that your comedy clubs are allowed again, you know, kind of sometimes. Yeah. So you just got to find that hustle. Uh, before we get into today's podcast, we do want to get, tell everyone about another ESPN podcast, the Mina Kimes Show, featuring Lenny. Mina talks all things football with unique brand of humor and insight. And now that we have football back on our TVs. Make sure you download and subscribe to the Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny, love the dog, as well as Maddie and Caddy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We do want to touch on the Apple snafu here for a minute. Um, we did do a U.S. Open preview. We did hear and get all of the visceral response to not doing a U.S. Open preview on Apple. <laughs> There was an issue with Apple last week as a U.S. Open preview. They posted last year's. Uh, Spotify and a couple of other podcast networks had this year's U.S. Open preview, but we've been told it's posted. So if you want to go back and listen to how brilliant we weren't going into you know you, You know you want to listen, even, even though it's a little bit late. And don't be mad at us. Be mad at Apple. Apple messed up. We didn't mess up. And by the way... Uh, we'll, we'll get into the U.S. Open because Caddy dropped this, hey, I'm going to be in Missouri at 6 a.m. this morning, so we screwed up on normal time. <laughs> Sorry. Because once again, he makes it all about him. But It was a last-minute thing. Shut up. All right. Uh, first of all, I have a couple of things for you. One, I was dead right about Tiger. 
I was dead wrong about Bryson DeChambeau. Mm. And right. here's where I was wrong about DeChambeau. I okay. thought what he was doing with his career and his weight gain, I thought that it was attention-seeking and a little too scientific-y for me, right? Okay. But it's clear that if you get him on the right course where he can get all mad scientists now with his distance, that what he has done has made him completely unbeatable at the right course. I'm going to need you to explain. See, I need to, you to explain what does that mean on the right course while I hit this 159 playing 164, a little bit downwind. All right. Uh-oh. Six yeah, caught, a little, caught a little heavy. I think that came up well short. Ooh. Seven iron or six iron? Uh, actually, I choked down and tried to cut punch a little five iron in there, but I, don't hate I got it. a little – Steep, yeah, a little steep on it. So <laughs> when you don't have your A game, you got to get a little creative on the golf course. So I'm trying to get a little creative. Yeah, make sure you find out. I don't understand. For the member guests next year, by the way. Go ahead. I'm going to, I'm working on it, dude. Right now, I'm at about the D. I'm still, I have a failing grade, but it's an F plus. So I'm close to a 60. I'm trying to get to that D right now. But I don't understand when you say the, a course that's perfect for him. What course is not perfect for Bryson? It's not like we haven't seen him perform well at short courses as well. Like he's right. performed well at short courses, but now he has the ability to literally overpower any course. That's right. And if he overpowers a course accurately, he can't be beat. I completely agree with that. I'm but telling you, he has... Let me ask you. Go ahead. I... I would put him right now on what's today's date, uh, September 21st. I would put him as a four-shot winner at Augusta right now mm. by four. What he's going to do to those par fives at Augusta National is going to be embarrassing. I didn't think that what he was doing was necessarily going to be great for his game. And he proved at a winged foot U.S. Open condition course that I mean, he's the only guy to par. It doesn't matter. But here's my question. So, okay, let's, let's start there. A, a winged foot U.S. Open course. I had this discussion with someone else, and I'm curious to your thoughts. All right. Was winged foot as brutal and nasty as it could have been? No. Should the USGA have made it nastier? No. I'd love so, final scores. I, what did I say? I think my I think I guessed what four under for the winning score. Oh, uh, no, you guessed two under. Two under. Two yeah, under. you guessed two under. Okay, so you had one guy under par. You had six under, even two over, three over, four over, five over, five over, six over. What else do you want? You just had one guy that was more dominant than everybody else. And Garrett, one one guy who was under par. So that's what I mean. Saying, were... I think it was perfect. And by the way, the guy who looked like he was going to run away with it, Patrick Reed, shot a seventy-seven on Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday was was oof. 
I believe it was Saturday was and Sunday as well. You know, Bryson DeChambeau was the only guy to shoot four rounds under par. You know the last time that that's happened, that a guy has shot four rounds under par and won a U.S. Open? Here's going to freak some people out. Nope. Oh, who Tiger Woods. That? What was that shot? Tiger Woods. So that was a little nipper, a blind 60-degree lob wedge, pick it off the Zoysia to a tight pin, throw just a little bit long with some check spin on it. So now we're putting for and par. Now I got to make my par, yeah. All right, so Tiger at Pebble? Yeah, Tiger yeah. Pebble 2000. Yeah. Last dude to have all four rounds in the 60s. Yeah, but we, we've, we've seen now for two years in a row, Pebble Beach isn't really the toughest U.S. Open ask. Oh, but no, man, hold up. Tiger in 2000, Tiger didn't beat a field. Tiger beat the game of golf. That's the only time in history we can ever say that. And that definitely holds true, that Tiger in 2000, he beat golf. Yeah, he Bryson broke didn't game. do that. Yeah, he beat he beat the game of golf, which is crazy to say and doesn't seem real, but um definitely is real. I just I don't understand the brutality that people were hoping for. I don't I they'd still be playing right now. No, as we're I, recording but, it. But Michael, we got that. We got the point, brutality. yeah. Again, listen to these scores. There were two players out of the entire field that were even or under par. Two. That's like, pretty good. I'm just saying. Dustin Johnson, from world that number I heard one. From on social media. So Dustin, world number one. All right. The guy that everyone thought was going to run away with it. He was five over. T6. <laughs> Yeah, five over, and that got him in the top six, which is crazy. All right, so for those of you who can't see this, we are we are literally doing this podcast in the middle of Caddy's round of golf, and he is now walking up to the green in his foursome, which, by the way, I would remove you immediately. Uh, <laughs> That's what the hole pro right there in the piece. What, what hole are you on? 16. It's okay. 16 green. All right, so Caddy is now putting for his par. Yeah. Down, downhill, downhill par putt. Uh, it's about 15 feet. Should move a little bit from my should, right to left. Yeah, it should move. It should move away from the water. Yeah, here I'm telling you, this place right here. I was telling the head pro, um, would have gotten me fired as a caddy, for my I read it correctly and didn't hit the line. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm playing with uh, our friends from No Laying Up podcast. Yep, who are out here as well, enjoying this time. This is everybody's first time out here. It so looks, it looks a, awesome out. Well, here's one of the funny things. Check out, um, I know everyone listening can't see this view, but one of the big things, look at that. And we're trying to count how many water towers we can see. And there's about 30 of them out there. That and is one of them straight is up. hidden. If you straight there, there's one that's miscolored. Because it's trying to be hiding. That is peak Missouri. Yeah, yeah, which is funny. Everyone around here says that Missouri. It's right? Missouri. Yeah. I, 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 the last time I saw, there was an I at the end. Well, last time I saw, you say compass, and it's compass. <laughs> it's compass, and it's an ATM machine. So either way, 
So let me ask you this. When Wait, did you putt? Open, yeah. You missed it. I missed, the, I missed the putt on the low side. I had the speed right. I read it right, but I missed my – did not hit my line. So – You got to update. Here's, All right. US next Open. Up is, next up is a par three, Ooh, and it is a stunningly beautiful. All right. Little downhill par three, probably maybe 100 yards. Ooh, 100 maybe yards. Maybe 100. Maybe, yeah. What's the yeah. wind doing right now? Um, right now, the wind has laid down a lot from when we first started. When we first started playing, we're kind of – it's funny how this golf course, the, the head pro was giving me kind of the layout of the course, and it's true. This course is basically laid on fingers. So it's on top of all these little fingers of ridges. So every hole is kind of on a top of a ridge which that's why making, it makes reading putts so maddeningly hard. Um, we, can, we can bring out a little, little, all, little sandy also, little 54 degree. Something like that. I don't know. Well, see, now, here's the other thing. The macho young guys, they want to play from the gold tees. Your boys, I'm not trying to impress nobody. So How I'm playing they? from the whites. Let's talk whiters. So Let's talk about them real quick. How are the no laying up guys in golf? Um, they're, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. What is yeah, that? DJ, D, DJ's got game. I would say DJ's probably a single-digit handicap. Oh, and, uh, yeah, Big Randy. Um, Big Randy is one of those. He needs, like, warm-up time. We literally off the plane. We're all on the same plane. So we off the plane straight over to the golf course and on to the course. So Big Randy, who's, like, six foot seven, six six, um, and was sitting – at the back of the airplane, squished in, every seat taken. Uh, so he did not have necessarily the greatest two-and-a-half-hour flight, not necessarily comfortable, and his back wasn't feeling 100%. So his first swing with the driver went maybe 15 feet, 30 feet maybe on the ground. It was like, you know, the nice thing is when you're getting ready for baseball season, it's nice to know there's a bunner that can move the runner yeah, over. Okay. You got to so, have a guy that can drag bunner. He just moved the runner, which was nice. So, when's um, your tee shot? But he's got game cut. My the uh, big Randy's going right now. He's the third next. member of the group to go. All right, yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's on like selfie. See, so it's a part three. Look, I got a cameraman, head pro. All right. Hey, what's so up, man? How you I'm, doing? He can't hear you because I'm on headset. So, Maddie, Matt, Barry. Uh, says from sports center says hello how are you he's you want to talk about a dude's got game this dude knows the course inside and out so he's got some mad game as well all right so this par three looks looks amazing caddy don't this miss part clap. three is definitely i'm not gonna what kind of here's a great caddy don't <laughs> miss left this is what maddie just said great caddy so front pin position it's got to be playing maybe 100 yards Wind is from right to left with a little bit of hurt in it. So this is like a 100-yard shot, but I'm going to choke down because I think I can take a little bit off of this. Oh, this is good. See if I can maybe saute something in there. Hit another nice shot. Saute. Let's see. It's not cutting. I pulled it. Thanks for the don't hit it left. That's right in the right greenside bunker, yeah. 30 feet below the green. Yeah, not surprised. You're fired. As a caddy, right. Right. absolutely so, uh, fired. Yeah, greenside bunker. We'll get to that shot in a moment. 
All right, back to the U.S. Open. Anything that stood out to you? Um, what was the – oh, thank you. Almost left the nine iron. See? Real good caddying right there. That, I think – you know, I think what stood out to me at this U.S. Open was it never – there was no hole that got under out of control and was unfair. I think everyone was kind of waiting for that moment on Saturday, at least, for there to be at least one hole where players and caddies were losing their mind, right. like we saw at Shinnecock. And I think the big story walking away was that that never really happened, that Wingfoot stayed under control. It just, it was a really, really hard golf course. Um, and, and it was, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. Um, if I'm being completely honest, it's a shame that it had to go up against college football, pro football, the NBA playoffs, yeah, uh, ML, the get, NHL playoffs. It's going to get eaten alive in the numbers. It di- yeah, it did. And 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 Sunday there know, was no suspense. That was the other thing that was so tough. It was we we had talked about this before about like what's better? Is it better to have someone go out there and just be dominating and are we waiting and watching for them to collapse or is it better for there to be a little more drama. Well, I'll tell you what it's better for. There's better for there to be fans. Majors without fans suck. Mm. It's awful. It's not even, there's no drama. You know how, oh, good putt. Big Randy almost made a really nice birdie there and just lived out on the low side. And wow, that pitch went a long way. Um, you know how I started when we decided, when we, like we had something to do with it, but when the tour decided that they were gonna play with no fans. And I was like, I don't care, it's fine. Won't make that big a difference. But I have come to your side and I admit it. That regular tour events, that's fine. Like. But majors with no fans, I am – I'm one of the biggest Masters fans that there is. But the thought now of the Masters with no big roar on the back nine, like, this, you're right. And, look, there are golfers that have talked about it, pros that have said, like, it is not – and this is not to take anything away from Colin Morikawa or Bryson DeChambeau, no. but it ain't as hard. It's not. It's just – let me hit this bunker shot because this bunker shot is – How's your bunker yeah. shot look? Well, I'm on a down slope, and I got to go up about six feet. You're leaving. I got a little green to work with. You're going to leave it in the bunker. Uh, Maddie said I was going to leave this in the I heard the background say really good. Ah, uh, well, you know I got some skills out of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just – I can't – like Sunday at winged foot or Saturday at winged foot, 
when he had two villains on the leaderboard with Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau and he had all this stuff going on. The fact that it was just silent, I just can't do it. You know, the other thing about that that's kind of funny, everyone who was hoping and praying for like these, this brutality at Wingfoot, perfect. You got the brutality at Wingfoot and then you got Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau on Saturday and no one was saying anything. I just missed the par putt. Oh, yo, yo. Um, nobody was saying anything about it then. Because it was like, so after all this, you get the two dudes that are probably the least liked by fans on the PGA Tour. Like, this is what y'all wanted. So how come you're not all big and excited about it now? You know? That's what, care for what you wish for. Care for what you wish for. Because you might get it. And when you get it, you'll be like, yeah, it's not as good. It's not quite what I was hoping for. Wish we could have done something different. No, no. Shut up and take it. Sit down. Watch this. Turn your TV on. You know? Well, I'll tell you what is going to happen, though. And we saw it, obviously, at the PGA Championship with Colin Morikawa. We saw it at the U.S. Open with Matthew Wolf. These, this 20-something crowd without a crowd is going to sneak up and be in these major championships. And the last one's the Masters. There's going to be a couple of Augusta rookies that are going to sneak up, sneak up, sneak up and get it because there won't be patrons. That's the biggest fear. The biggest fear is what happens with no patrons if another – is it, a, is it a really bad thing? Is it a good thing if a really young up-and-comer wins the Masters? Like, is it – I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say it's not good for golf because I think it is because I think golf is in such a great place right now with the talent that's out there. The fact that Colin Martell won the PGA Championship, the fact that Bryson Rochambeau won the U.S. Open and that we're going into the Masters. Here's my question to you. What does golf the game do if Bryson wins the next two Masters? What happens when Bryson wins in November and then again in April? Which I think he has a good chance of doing. Right. Um, now what? Now, you know, because here's – go back to Tiger in 97. Right. Tiger wins the Masters in 97-5 out pacing everyone because of how far he was hitting with the driver, because of how hard he was swinging. Then everything started to become tiger-proof, but it wasn't really tiger-proof. It was field-proof because the defensive designers were saying, well, we got to go bigger and longer. But all you did was play into the longest guy's hand. So now someone is even longer than them. And where the U.S. Open's theory was in the fairway at all costs. And Bryson and a lot of the field took that down. Now, does the USGA say that was just wing foot? And these guys being able to do that at wing foot? Or do they say, no more, that's it, enough, we're not doing that. Right? Like, what's that defense going to be? So, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, the, I, I just literally saw Paul Azinger once, once we got here and right before we came out to the golf course. And Azinger's idea was to shorten the tees. Make yeah, right now the, the maximum. Yeah, well, the maximum tee length is four, four and a half inches. And so, like, Bryson has less loft on his driver than he has he's more loft on his putter. Well, he's got, he's got more loft on his putter than he does on his driver. What is he, about and a seven? He, his, his driver is five, and oh his putter God. is six. But he tees it up high. Oh, it tees it high. Just launches it. Yeah. He tees it up crazy, crazy high and just launches it. I hit drive right now on the 18th. Ooh, here we go. go. downwind. Getting down on the 18th. Yeah. So there's bunkers on the right, and you got a, the safe shot is the favorite on the left, but it leaves you with a longer shot in and uphill. But with the little buttercut, if I hit it just left the, the bunker on the right side, it should be okay. We'll see. Oh, and the cut is so buttery. Mm, you know, that's way left, I think. Still might be okay, but I bailed out. I chickened out on it. That was the anti-right. As a left-hander, I fear the pool hook, especially when left of this fairway is native area. Golfers go in and they don't come out, so... I played safe and bailed out down the left side. It should be okay, but I'm probably going to have like 200 yards in. And that shot today has not been good whatsoever. But anyway, getting back to Bryson and what he's doing scientifically. And look, when Bryson came out, he came out before he was Mega Man with the working out and getting yoked and all that stuff. He had still won a tournament. And you know what no one did? No one got all the same size irons so no one copied them on that but this is different this is like I a think, long drive champion yeah, I didn't deciding think, correct i didn't think muscle man could be golf guy i don't understand why not though look didn't tiger take it to tiger originally took it to the next level no no with him tiger, with, with the way that he worked out tiger was a phenom pre-muscle yeah, but then Tiger, when he started bulking up, he was still winning, even though he was getting hurt. He was still winning. I would equate what Bryson's doing to maybe a Rory McIlroy, a Jason Day put on a lot of muscle, and it never works out for those guys. Well, it's the injury, and Bryson has even said he wants to try and put on some more muscle. I know. But this is the, this is the deal. The proof is in the major championship. When you can take down Wingfoot, hitting the least amount of fairways in the history of that major championship, either they have to do something or the field has to do something. So I guess what I'm asking is, do you think it's going to be the field that does something and starts ball? Because Tony Finau already started going, you know what, I'm going to start swinging. You know, because he was at about – Fina was one of those guys who can fly it and hit it just as far, if not even a little further, than Bryson. But Fina learned that for him, if he had control, then it was much better and he could be a much more consistent than if, if he just tried to wail at it. Well, now, after watching Bryson, it's wail on. 
right? Yeah, so I don't okay, know. So here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about Bryson. I think that he has the ability to take down a major run and hide type thing. But I also believe that he's a Talladega car wreck waiting to happen. So if he's, <laughs> so if he's not on, he's combustible. If he's on, he's unbeatable. So that's why I don't think anyone else needs to adjust how they're, how they're playing or how they're going about it or how they're, you know, physically going. I don't think there needs to be any of that. I, I believe that it works for Bryson. I don't necessarily believe that it works for everybody. Yeah, but what golfer isn't Talladega, right? So when Dustin's on, who's beating him, right? When Rory's on, which we haven't seen Rory be on forever, who's beating him? No, but then, even Jason right. Day but when he was guys, world number one. But those guys, every once in a while, they're always hanging out in the top twelve, top fifteen. Bryson either goes like all in, or it's like, oh, dude, did you see what Bryson did? All right, middle of the fairway. I got one sixty-one playing one seventy uphill, Five a little iron. downwind. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna take a smoothie and try and trust it to the top of the hill. Oh, my back foot slipped, but you know what? If it cuts a little more, that might actually work out. Didn't sound bad. It might work out. Yeah, I actually made solid contact. My my uh, left foot slipped on the on the follow through on the swing downswing. But even if it's just a little short, that'll be fine. All right, so we're gonna let you get out, finish around, do your pleasantries. Couple things before we go. One, you won the picks this week. Yep, and it was a wash on our side bet. No, it wasn't. No one was correct. No, no. I said under par. You went over no. par. No, no, no. You don't said do that. you said don't par do that. or even wins. No, our bet was you picked two under, and we could miss one either side. So uh, you plus had or minus parts, yeah. Yes. Yeah, see, I don't see? know. If that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's a look, man. It's a push bet. That's that's the epitome of a push. Like, yeah, you're right. Six under. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's a push. So, all right. So, most importantly, before we let you finish your round, I am whooping your ass in fantasy football. Exactly. Oh man, listen, whooping. Bro. You got one. I made two. I made two mistakes this in fantasy football with two wide receivers pulling them out. And both of the wide receivers that I pulled out of my lineup both put up big numbers and will be much closer. You'd still win. I'm not saying that you wouldn't win. You would still beat me. But it would be a lot closer if I would have left my lineup the way that it was. And I, I did a Sunday morning panic rookie move. And so <laughs> I admit it. I admit it. I just wanted to beat you too bad. And so I was trying to get slick and be cute and – you know, anytime you try and be cute, it always backfires on you. It never works, and it didn't work for me. But guess what? We get each other again. So oh yeah, yeah. There's ain't no one and done. So no, no, no. this is this two division. This is a two division type matchup. All right, go finish yeah. your round. We're gonna be taking a hiatus next week from the podcast unless we get a guest. I'd love to try to get Bryson on. If we get Bryson, we'll be back. If not, we'll take a hiatus. Next big thing up: the Masters in November. Looking forward to that. Caddy, go make your birdie pot, and uh, we will catch the patrons next week. Make the Another pot, Caddy. Dare to be I'm gonna, try, 
I'm trying to, man, and not having you talking in my ear while I'm hitting a putt makes it a little bit easier. Oh. saying things like, don't miss this on the left. You're fired as a That's oh, why you're not sorry. the guy. That's hey, why you're Hey, morning of, I'm on a flight. Let's rearrange the entire podcast just for you. <laughs> All right, go we do got it. We got it done, though, right? We did. I'll tell Jack Nicholas that you said hi, because I'm going to see him t- t- tomorrow. Please do. You got it. All right, brother. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.